Awesome. Well, happy Friday night, guys. Happy Friday night, Mikey. <laughs> Likewise. I, I think we need to start the podcast by congratulating you and telling everyone who's listening about the amazing recognition you got this week. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I got I got a I got the Minority Owned Business um, of the Year award from the SBA, which was awesome and uh, a nice uh, a nice letter from from our two senators and congressmen um, here in Vermont. So that was really cool to, to get. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great week, and I got to go with my wife to to a nice <coughs> nice uh, country club last night and get that award. So, um, so that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to, to do that. And, um, and, and there were a few other awards given out last night to some other business owners as well. So, um, so it was a lot, yeah, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun and it's always great to be recognized. And I always love seeing when other firms, you know, people in our industry are recognized because often times accounting or people in accounting aren't recognized as small business owners. Um, so it's great to be reminded that we're actually small business owners. We're not just accountants, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it was really, it was really, really great. Um, Hector, how are you doing? You, uh, you've got a new mic and a new system. It's exciting. I got a new mic. I have a new roadcaster system, which is supposed to go, uh, with my new podcast room that we're building down in Miami where we got the equipment. Now we got to oh. get the room going. So this will allow us to have four people all hooked up and multiple, multiple levels. And I can even take phone calls and flash <laughs> the phone call in. No way. I'm excited about the new toy. Oh my gosh. That's great. And so did you buy four, four mics for two Hector? I got three mics and three mic stands. Cause there's uh three of us that are going to be doing it at the office. So. Cool. That's awesome. Sorry. No, that's all right. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and I want to, I want to, introduce Kate Johnson to um, to the show this into this conversation that we're gonna have tonight and Hi, uh, everyone yeah Kate uh, how are you doing tonight I'm doing good glad to be here yeah I'm glad you joined us and I, I you told me you took a took a nap so that you could stay up and <laughs> be yeah so y'all are y'all are y'all are too wild for me so <laughs> but here I am <laughs> that's great uh, well, and and I met Kate um, because I joined, I found out about on Facebook and then I joined the bookkeeping side hustle Facebook group um, and was just fascinated by the group and by the, the side, the amount of side hustlers and bookkeepers uh, in this group. And, and that kind of sparked an inspirational topic for tonight, which was how to start an online community and the future of side hustling, which has kind of been connected to our our conversations over the past few weeks about, uh, you know, um, QuickBooks Live's launching and other on-demand conversations we've been having, the Uberization of everything. Um, so yeah, so thank Kate. I'm just it's great to join. Uh, have you join it, Hector and Andrew? Have you guys met Kate before or known Kate before in a previous life at all? <laughs> I have not met Kate, but I believe we are connected on Facebook. Not nice to, to meet y'all. Um, I, I've, I know who y'all are, so I'm glad to get to chat. Well, we appreciate you joining us tonight and can't wait to hear more about your story and your journey. I assume, are you inspired by Gary Vaynerchuk at all? Is that where the, or, well, I don't know, I just hear the side hustle. I think, I think Gary V. 
I actually don't listen to too much of his stuff. Um, if I have a, um, a guy that I do find pretty inspiring is a guy named Nick Loper. Um, I don't know if he, he has a website called Side Hustle Nation and a really, really cool podcast. I like his podcast a whole lot. Um, big plug for Side Hustle Nation and Nick Loper. Um, and he talks about all, all kinds of businesses from like, you know, he has, you know, he, he interviews people about working out or growing plants or um, I don't know, one, one guy has like a parking lot cleanup company. So he, he, any kind of business he, he, he is interested in. Um, and, you know, you can find that about them on his podcast, but um, bookkeeping was, is, is kind of, I have an MBA, so it, it, that fits me better than growing microgreens or um, <laughs> any of the other type of things that you can do out there as a side hustle. So, well, gr growing plants in Canada is now legal. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of plants, all kinds of plants, not, not just microgreens. <laughs> I, um, speaking of Canada, I was I gonna have to throw a congratulations to the Raptors win last oh, night, but. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, I have to say, we, I'm a, I'm a San Antonio gal. So we sent y'all Kawhi and we got a little credit for, for that. Well, well, I'm glad our American players were able to bring home something for the Canadians. It was great. <laughs> uh, well, I'd, I'd love to hear first, I mean, to kick this off, like Hector, I'd love to hear, I mean, start with Hector is, can you remember the first side hustle you'd ever had? What was the first side hustle you'd ever had? Um, and, you know, okay. and, and, and why, why did you, why did you think, why did you get inspired to do that side hustle? Um, if you can remember the first one or maybe a re or, or one, the first one you can remember at least. The, the inspiration was making money, of course. <laughs> uh, there wasn't anything really beyond that, but when I was like 14, I, I was designing, I, I, my dad bought me a book called Learn HTML in 24 Hours. Wow. Or no, no. How many, how many days is it to make a habit? Is it 21 days? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's yeah, what it was, it, was, it was HTML in 21 days. That's what it was. And it was a summer. And I literally every single day I, I went through the whole book. I think it's the only like tutorial book I've done completely like that. And at the end of the summer, I basically knew how to code in HTML. This is yeah, you know, I, 94, 95. So, but you know, there wasn't any like special design software to make websites. So I started making websites, really basic websites. Um, and I, I picked up one customer that I did a website for a thousand dollars. And you have no idea when you're wow. 15, thousand wow. dollars is like, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's a lot it of money. It was incredible. It was an incredible <laughs> amount of money. You know, I had to do a lot of stuff. I had to like, crop a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. But at the end, when I got paid, I bought, I, I bought myself a computer that I built and I started doing websites on the side and, you know, it didn't really work out too well because I, I didn't understand business and marketing. So I was building the websites basically as a 15 year old kid could and, <laughs> and, 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 the, and the business never took off. Uh, but, but I did do a couple, I did a couple websites and, 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 and for my age, I, I made an incredible amount of money and I reinvested it back into my computers and my computing and all that stuff. That's really, really cool. Kid, Kid do you remember your first side hustle? Hmm. Um, 
not necessarily, nothing's coming to mind, but I, I like the concept. So I will, I will share one. Um, I, I, I definitely have thoughts about side hustles and um, I've been a stay at home mom. My oldest was born um, almost eight years ago. And so I've been a stay at home mom since then. And I get paid, this is going to sound, I mean, not like big bucks, but I get paid 40 bucks to mow my neighbor's, my direct next door neighbor's yard. Yeah. And I, I love yard work. Um, I, I don't know why I just, I like, I'm the main, you know, mower in our house and I, um, I really like it. And like we, half of our yard, we kind of share with her anyway. And it, it really doesn't add a whole lot of time, um, to my chore that I'm already going to have to do. Um, and I like my kids, you know, it's so visual for my kids to be able to see, like, I want them to know, like when mom mows, like she mows our yard and she mows the neighbor's yard. Um, and eventually I'm going to pass it off to, to my son. Um, I, that's in my, in my mind. I mean, I don't, I don't need the 40 bucks, but, um, I like the, um, I like, I like being able to have my kids really see that, you know, mm. clear, clear job. And, um, the other thing I like about it is it's one of the things I think about side hustles. The one way to think about them is, it's like a very slight pivot. Like it was something I'm already doing. I just got to push the mower a little bit further than I already am. I'm not, I'm not driving across town to do this. Um, so for me, like, you know, when it comes to, to bookkeeping, like lots of, I mean, I think anyone can learn this business, but I think I'm a perfect example of someone who it fits well for, because I'm not a, professional you know I'm not a superstar accountant at, at the beginning I mean, I've, I've learned a whole lot in the last two years since I've been doing this um, but I've had accounting classes I have an MBA um, I have you know business connections um, just stuff like that so it's not I didn't wake up one day and say oh I'm going to start to become a web designer um, or <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to start to become a I don't know what else I could do, um, but it was just, it's a, it was a small shift for me to take the step forward. I, I'm not having to learn something completely new. Um, so that's, those are kind of my, my thoughts on, so I don't know exactly what my first side hustle was, but one recent one was just mowing my neighbor's yard and it that's was good. a very mar low marginal investment to be able to do that. That's, that's really cool. Andrew, how about you? Do you, you got a side hustle you remember? Uh, well, I, I think back in the day, there was certainly some some uh, lawn mowing and some snow shoveling up here in Canada, which yeah. is a, it's a popular side hustle up here. Um, I, I guess the, the my first real side hustle, I don't know if you can even call it, was just selling my GI Joes, right? So I could so I could upgrade to get better toys. So that was, I, I guess, my first real like how I could trade in my crappy old GI Joes that I didn't want to kids who wanted those GI Joes so that I could go out and got, buy the trucks and the cars, which is what I really want. I was more, I was more into, can I get the, the, the cars and the jets and, and the, the, uh, the devices than the actual action figures. Um, so I would find the kids who wanted the action figures and, and, and see if I could swap out and trade and, um, and barter with them for one toy over another. I guess that was really my, my first side hustle. Although, a lot of that was more just bartering than, than exchanging of funds. Uh -huh. um, um, but I, I guess it's, uh, it's, it's just part of uh, entrepreneurialism as we learn as, as kids, uh, what, how people value different things and what's, 
Uh, you know, there were certain kids who couldn't care less about the trucks and the cars. Um, and that was the key, right? Finding those kids who got them for presents who didn't really want them, um, <laughs> but but really wanted uh, your your GI Joe figure that had two swords instead of one, right? <laughs> That's really really cool. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. I'm having a hard time remember my my first side hustle. I think I uh, like like Hector. I was into computers when I was young, and so I remember my brother in law. He was at the time just dating. He was my 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 sister's first boyfriend. And he was an accountant. Um, so part of the inspiration probably of going into accounting was from him. Um, but he had like, when I was like 12 or 13, he noticed I like computers. And so he said, hey, in the summer, do you want to come? Come, um, We have a lot of like paper data entry work at our my office and we'll, we'll, we'll pay you cash. It's probably illegal for him to do because I was like 12 <laughs> or 13. We'll pay cash if you just want to do some data entry work, minimum wage. Um, and so I started doing that and eventually that led to my first accounting job at that company. Um, by the time I was 16, I was just, I was there basically every summer from 12 or 13 till I was, uh, 16 doing data entry of all this, all this paperwork they had of like, I, I, it was a nonprofit that did uh, sporting events. So they had a lot of athlete forms and athlete information for different sports. I would just enter it into this Lotus database that, that I helped my brother-in-law build. And so I guess that was a side hustle. I mean, I, I would have done it for free. I didn't really care about the money. I just was like, wow, people want to like, they have a real application for this computer stuff. Okay. So I just went and did that. And eventually you just, you know, that, that morphed into other things. But, um, but it's interesting. I think the interesting thing in my mind is how those side hustles influence your future or how they impact your, your future entrepreneurial spirit or your future grit of being able to always find work because, you begin practicing those traits of, oh, you can get paid for those things on the side. They may not be your primary skill. And so knowing that you can always come up with other skills um, to get paid um, that originally you might think, I think is something you could get paid for um, and how that doing side hustles influences that or helps you, you know, jet into that. But um, that kind of segues into the topic uh, tonight of like, Kate, just, I was, you know, just joining your group. I've been part of Facebook groups, so it's not like yours was the first Facebook group I joined, but because of all the topics we've been talking about, just the, I was fascinated that your group in particular was focused, you know, it's called bookkeeper side hustle. So it's focused on bookkeepers, but it's focused on this take of it being a side hustle. Um, so not necessarily, not necessarily the primary income or the primary job, but the side hustle. And so I just wanted to want to hear about that kind of your inspiration on that. And then, um, and, and, and how you've kept that going or kind of some of the things you've done to keep that community going as it's grown to what now 1600 members maybe, or I don't know. Yeah, at least 1600 members. So, um, and that's, you know, and without it being really focused on the accounting industry, it's really focused on a group of people that are, that are side hustling, you know, and, and right. getting into bookkeeping. So, and very different than what Hector, Andrew and I, which we're, it's our profession, right? This is our focused profession. So I just, I just fascinated by that. What inspired you and how are you, how are you keeping it growing? Uh, I, I know exactly how it started. It started last September and I'm in a, a I'm into personal finance and um, there's a group, there's a movement called like financial independence. Um, oh, yeah. And there's a, a podcast that I like called Choose F.I. 
choose financial independence and they have a Facebook group and lots of people, it's a, you know, they've got like 50,000 people or something in that Facebook group. Someone asked about a, some sort of a side hustle. And I replied, I'm a virtual bookkeeper. Um, and, you know, my, I don't have a big practice. It's just me. I've got a handful of clients um, that I've built as my kids have grown and kind of gotten up the door a little more. Um, so I just chimed in that this is what I did. And people were like, like their eyes were popping out of their head, you know, virtually they're typing like, what is it? Tell me more. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I, I just, you know, do it on the side. I do it early in the mornings um, when the kids are at school and people were asking me way too many questions. <laughs> um, so I, and I didn't even know how to create a Facebook group, but someone said, why don't you just create a Facebook group? And then you can only answer all of our questions like once, and then we'll be able to read it. Um, and so I thought I would just create something for, I don't know, 50 people or something and um, kind of put my story um, a little bit. I don't know, like make write one big post. Um, but it's just grown from there and people were really interested. Um, they wanted to know, you know, how do you find clients? How do you get prices? Um, and with these, the, the, that first kind of group of people who are interested, one of the principles, I guess, of financial independence is, the, you know, if, if you can make the more money, like increasing your income is um, helpful on the path to being financially independent um, and maybe not having to work, you know, work really hard for a while and, um, you know, then be able to re retire sooner um, than our grandparents did. So, um, yeah, it just started from there and people were interested. Um, lots of people who are professional accountants, you know, who are CPAs. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I'd love to work a little more or I'd love to have my own thing and stay home with my kids um, and not work for my, you know, big corporate firm anymore. Stuff like that. So that's how it started. And now there's a ton of people. They've just people have just found it. I mean, I'm not really like I'm not advertising the group. What do you think, Kate, uh, attracts people to the group? The word bookkeeping or the word side hustle? So uh, I think there's a probably, it's probably about split. Um, I think there are a lot of people who see the word side hustle and they're, they're looking for a side hustle um, and they're not going to become bookkeepers. They don't know anything about it. They might think it's like really just data entry, which, I mean, we know that it's more than that. Um, they might not, they're just, lots of people are just tire kicking, you know, but they know they want a side hustle. And so they want to learn is this something I could do? Um, one thing I tell people immediately is I think even for experienced accountants, this isn't like a quick buck. Um, I mean, you might be able to get one client kind of quickly, but um, if you want to have several clients, I mean, you're going to have to hustle. You're not going to be making, you know, if you've got like an emergency dental bill, like that's what some people are looking for. Like, how can I make a quick, some quick cash? Um, that's not this industry, but they don't know that. So they come and then they read and they're like, oh, crud, this is, this is hard. <laughs> this is, this is a real thing. People go to school for years for this. Um, um, so, and then some people come because of the bookkeeping. They're like, oh man, you mean I don't have to go to work every day? I don't have to slave at tax time? Oh, golly. Like if I can just have a few of my own clients. Yeah, that, that sounds great. I know how to do this. I just don't know how to do it on the side. I don't know how to do it virtually. So that, that, that latter group you're talking about are folks that are already in the industry. They're doing tax returns or like you said, some, prof some CPAs are joining the group to ask about bookkeeping. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, again, I'm y'all know a whole lot more about this industry than me. I, I, there's some people who, you know, they're just they just work during tax time. So they already kind of have a side hustle, but but they maybe only work from January through April. Um, some people, you know, they might even work for like an H&R block type of a thing. Mm. And it's just kind of all they knew. And they're like, well, this isn't this isn't as fun as I was hoping or I would love to be able to spread out the work over the year, not work so much during the four, first four months, but, you know, more steady throughout the year. Um, those, I think those people are the ones that probably have the most success, um, unless you really, really want accounting. And then you just like, didn't study it when you were in college, cause you got off track somehow. And you're like, no, man, but I can put like, like I can put some time in a couple of years and really learn this. And, and this is really what I want to do. Um, so, so not, not so much the group of the tire kickers that are just attracted to the side hustle, but the ones that are already quasi in our industry or doing taxes or whatever. I'm, since you've been in this group for a while, what is the most common question or the most common theme of the discussions that, that we're having inside your Facebook uh, group uh, community for, for that group in particular? The ones that, are, again, they're kind of in the industry already, so, so they, they know what, 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 what is it that they're asking? What, what are they having trouble with? Um, I think a lot of people want to know how to do it from home. Um, there's a lot of people, I mean, y'all, you would know this, Hector, the divide between the QuickBooks Online versus the QuickBooks Desktop people. And there'll be people who's like, yeah, I'm, I've done QuickBooks Desktop for 30 years. And I'm like, you're going to, you can, you can do it on desktop, but um you, you know, it to me like I, I only know like virtual cloud-based platforms because that's that's what that's when I started. Um, so a lot of those people are going to have to like overcome their mental block of a bookkeeper goes into an office um, and someone hands them a stack of stuff and then they enter it in. So learning learning how to do it virtually, I think, is one of the a big questions. Um, there's lots of questions on pricing too. Like, how do you okay so my brother-in-law says i can be his bookkeeper well what do i charge um stuff like that right. just like that no no context just my brother wants <laughs> brother-in-law wants me to be their bookkeeper how much do i charge just like that um well yeah i mean so from a side hustle perspective like i think that's a, a perfect way to dip your toe in um that's kind of the way i had my my personal opinion is i think most people who are treating this as a side hustle they're probably going to be at most like two degrees separated from that first client. Not, not mm -hmm. everyone. Um, but um, especially if you're just wanting to like figure out if you like it or figure out some systems, like if, if your husband has a company, try to be his bookkeeper. Um, or if you're, you know, if your wife has a company, be her bookkeeper. Um, your in-laws have a few rental properties, go do their bookkeeping mm -hmm. for them. Um, and then all of a sudden, you're a bookkeeper. And then all of a sudden it sure makes it easy to talk to that next, that next client. I think when you're like, Oh yeah, well, when I do this, um, you know, and you can like talk like you're a problem solver at that point because you've actually solved some problems. So um, I, 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 yeah, that's a common question is, is how do, how do I price um, some, so-and-so wants some help. What do I charge? I don't have the answer for them. <laughs> and, and just curious, the, the people in the group, what kind of answers are they throwing out there? Is is it becoming this big hourly versus fixed fee discussion, um, as you see on the other sort of less seasoned 
accountant groups? Or what's the general conversation about how do I charge my first, how do I charge for my first client? What, what's happening in those conversations, I guess, is my question. Oh, that's a good question. Um, there are there are definitely seasoned people in the group. There's for sure a cohort of people who who like to respond for whatever reason. I don't know what their motivation or motivation is for being like active Facebook group members. Um, yeah, and I don't I don't know if the advice is consistent, Hector. Sorry, I I don't know. Um, lots of people will throw out a, like other resources, like read. Um, I think I'm sure some of your stuff has been shared. Um, if if someone has gotten help from a particular resource, they'll say, "Well, here's here's what I learned." Um, I don't know if that answers your question or not. Um, but everyone has their own. Like some of the ex vet the veterans will say, like we'll we'll, we'll kind of just talk about their experience, how they would price. Um, that's just one question that's asked, though. I mean, it's it's all over the board. Some people ask for help on software solutions. You're like, my client has this problem. What would people recommend? Um, so Kate, when was it you started the group? September of last year. I'm pretty sure that it's September or October. Okay, so you've been doing it now for um, close to a year, uh, coming mm -hmm. up on a year. What would you be your number one um, takeaway out of the group? What's what do you like most about it? What are the things you've struggled with? Um, what keeps you up at night about the groups? <laughs> I don't. I don't Just know to keep much, it light. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that much keeps me up about it, honestly. I mean, because for me, it's like I just kind of stumbled into this. Um, I do feel like people are being helped um, and encouraged. Um, so I don't know that much. Is, I'm not stressed about anything, but I can tell I have a for for whatever reason I'm I do have a care about it um, and I think it's because I see myself in some of these people um, you know I I came out of the workforce um, I had a lot of education um, I was devoting myself to my kids and as I was seeing kind of more and more free time on my horizon I really wanted to be a good steward of that time um, and I craved like using my brain and um, I don't know. Yeah. Being a good steward of my education too. Um, so there's a lot of people out there like me. Um, and I don't, I right now, like I, I don't, I don't want the stress of a big business. I don't want to manage 50 clients. I know I have friends now in the accounting world who do, and our life is good. Um, <laughs> and our life and our life is even better because I'm bringing in, I'm bringing in some income now. So we're able to do even more. Um, and to be able to encourage people like that who um, who are smart, who are helpful, um, it's really cool to be able to advise small businesses too. Um, like some of my clients, they just um, they need my wisdom um, because they're good at what they do, and I'm good at what I do. Um, and so that's that's a good feeling. And so to help other people get that feeling, um, I think that that motivates me. Um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. So nothing's really keeping me up at night. There are some people, there's some weirdos. You got to deal with weirdos, mega, like, why, do, why are there weirdos? Like, <laughs> like Andrew Wall, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're just trying to, you're just trying to like people just act like normal and then you'll be fine. I don't have to punish you and kick you out. And I don't know. Um, but no, nothing's really stressful for me about it because for me, it's just a platform to en encourage people. Mostly I just share resources that come. I'm, I get a lot of emails from 
QuickBooks or Zero or from Hector, I think, you know, like, like interesting, <laughs> interesting things that are coming up that I'm like, oh, cool. Like people should listen to this or people should read this. Um, and so I just post it up there and then I'm, I, I, it seems like I'm being helpful. So I keep doing it. That's really, really there, great. There's some of those uh, small businesses turn into clients for you as well. Is it helped your business grow having this Facebook group? No, I, it's, it's, it's separate. I almost, in my mind, it's like, um, not that I don't want the clients to know that I'm doing this, but um, they're like, I don't even have, I have a business face, I have a business page. And for a while, like I just learned how to build a website at the beginning of this year. And I was hiding some articles because I was realizing if I just type all this and put it on an article, then it won't get buried in Facebook, you know, down. Um, so like I typed an article about like how to get started if you don't have experience. And then I typed an article, how do you get started if you do have experience? Because I was kind of answering those questions all the time. Um, and but I like hid them on my Facebook page. You can't find them if you're a a potential client of mine um, because it's not in the main menu but that was a really kind of dumb way to do it so I actually just bought a domain and I just put all the websites put all the articles on this new domain now bookkeepingsidehustle.com but um, I, I specifically didn't want my clients seeing like here's how we can charge <laughs> uh, <laughs> articles <laughs> So what now they're out there. Now they're out there public, and it's it's separate. And I ha I don't I don't envision what I'm doing on the encouraging side to help me with on the bookkeeping side, um, which is fine. Which is fine. I'm for now. It's fine for now. Well, it, it's really inspiring because you know, like you said, you just started about September, sixteen hundred members in your group already, which is pretty quick. Um, you know, I I no, I not don't know many people who've been able to do that as a side hustle to, you know um Hector I'd, I'd love to hear I know you you've had Facebook groups you had QB power hour webinar you know group and um what has been your experience has it been in a similar vein have you had to be more purposeful about it or has it been more organic kind of like Kate's like I'd love to hear some of your your thoughts as well because you've you've definitely had a lot of experience with this Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, first thing I need to do is I need to do a sound effect. Hold on. <laughs> did that work? Yes, it did. <laughs> was, that, was, was that the soundboard or you? <laughs> no, that's a soundboard. I have another one. Ready? We barely heard that. That was, that was okay, a little bit. Let me try this like... one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Anyway, trying to figure this one out. Um, so, so my, my, the first so, community, yeah. I have to apologize. Your sound effects were not working at all. When you were pushing the button, I was making farting noises. Uh, okay. Oh, are you kidding <laughs> me, Andrew? <laughs> so, oh, really? I thought those were from Hector. <laughs> oh, let me try this again. I can't help myself. Andrew, you know what? You know what? You are fake news. That was a great one. That was a great <laughs> one. <laughs> Sorry, my volume, the volume was that I have to figure out how to use that thing. So the first community, uh, first and only, well, yeah, the first community we built was uh, QB Power Hour, which mm. started as a webinar series. Well, it, it, it was a webinar series. And then what ended up happening was 
at the end of the webinar, so the webinar series was really meant for me to market my expertise. And it was, it was masked as this service to the community, but I was really marketing my expertise mm. to my potential clients. And it was also a way for me to be forced to create content every two weeks that I will produce for my YouTube channel. It, it, the, 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 what happened is the webinar series, which we created with no profit motive, thinking that we were going to get money at some point from sponsorship, and we did. We did get a lot of sponsorship money, which, which, which is a great thing. But we started without, uh, without any profit motive. We, we just did it. We, 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 we emailed everybody we, we knew. We asked Intuit to, um, to help us support it. We were lucky enough that it was the first year of QB Connect, and Intuit had all hands on deck marketing QuickBooks Connect. So we told Intuit, hey, we'll talk about QuickBooks Connect. We'll build some excitement around it, and we'll bring in you know, one of the executives, and we'll talk about it. And, and Intuit started tweeting about our webinar series from mm. their Twitter account. So it, it, it helped build the community really, really fast. You know, we have like, by the, by the, by the point I've, I've sold QB Power Hour to Michelle a couple of months ago, we had 10,000 people in our, in our list. The 10,000 people were, were getting notifications that wow. the webinar was about to start. So at the beginning, you know, we started with maybe a hundred people showed up to the webinar, which by the way, is amazing for the first webinar. Yeah. Um, but, but into it was helping us market it since, since, since August, from August to October, we made a big deal about it and we released it right when the new QuickBooks 2015 version had came out. You know, there was a, just a lot of, we built a lot of energy around it and we, and we released it, I think on the perfect time, QB Connect, new QuickBooks desktop version. Um, so people started showing up. So there were two things happening. One, everybody was asking for the, the recording and, and, and we were telling people, hey, just read your email. We were, we were sending you the recording. They go to webinar recording, but people were having issues with it. I said, you know what? I'll just publish it to YouTube. And, and it wasn't immediately my intention to build a YouTube channel that I have today, but that was the genesis of the YouTube channel, mm -hmm. which is another community, which I'll discuss you know, if, if, if you want to. I'll discuss the community effect of the YouTube channel. Um, but then there was a lot of questions that we try to answer towards the end of the webinar, tons of like specific technical questions. And we also didn't get a chance to answer them. So we said, there has to be a place where after the webinar ends, people can go and ask the question there. And then it doesn't have to re rely on me 100% to answer them because then I'll basically, I'll be slaving for this thing. I prefer other experts to chime in as well. So we created a Facebook group which was a namesake of the webinar series. And we combined the two things. And I do recommend that you do that. Like the communities need to have sort of an outlet and an inlet, right? So mm -hmm. there has to be a place where the community itself communicates to the world and then a place where the community communicates inward. And then basically it becomes like a, like a, like a circular effect, mm -hmm. right? So, so the stuff that people were writing on the Facebook group, questions, uh, comments about the webinar, actually became the, the ideas for the contents for the next webinars, right? So it was actually, it was sort of like uh, out of feedback in there. So that was great. And then on top of that, the webinar itself, in the webinar itself, I would say stuff like join the Facebook group, I'll go ahead and post the slides there, right? So it was basically, we were grabbing people from one place, sending them to another place, and, and, and the webinar became the, uh, the, the, the Facebook group's backup system and vice versa. So the community felt that they can that, that that they were part of something at a specific time of the day, two two times a month, 
when they joined the webinar and they also felt that they were part of something all, all year long, 24 seven. So, so it's really important for the community to, to, to have a place to, so, so they can engage at the moment, they know they can engage later. Now, Kate mentioned one interesting thing and Kate, I'm gonna give you just some, 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 some feedback of experience. You're not gonna get you know, one awesome discussion about one topic and it'll end there and you magically people will join the group and search within the group. That right. won't happen. You're gonna get the same people asking the, the same damn question over and over and over and over. I mean, it's incredible. And, and although there's a search function in Facebook groups and people could search it there, people are just way too, too lazy. It's just easier to ask. And, right. and the bigger problem is the community answers. The community should all rally together and say, it's in the search, look for it. Because you, you get accustomed people to just ask whatever is on top of their mind. And then some folks, especially the really good ones, the ones that are great community members, the ones that give away a lot of the time, they get kind of tired of answering the same thing over <laughs> and over and over. So, so you have to sort of give them credit by making sure that you, that you, and this is a tough part, I have to remember a conversation and say, hey, we talked about this two months ago, search it. So that's the other difficult part is yeah. getting people to proactively search first. Um, so I, can, I kind of became the, the, the living database of, of like, my, my, my videos and my webinars and, and the group. And whenever a question comes up, I almost, I mean, this is something that I think at some point in my life, it won't happen, but I still remember some of these things. So I try to point people out in that direction. But as the group gets bigger and newer and newer people start jumping in, you're gonna start seeing the same questions over and over. So this is where Kate, where this is where the ideas will come in to create permanent content that answers these questions proactively. So people can have discussions from level three, level four, level five, instead of starting all the way in level one. And then you also want to encourage the community members to, to, to read that article or watch that video. And it happens. People say, oh, Hector has an answer in this. Go watch his video or whoever has a, uh, you know, an answer to this or read this article. So you, you, you need to get people, you need to people, to, and especially on the site hustle thing, since you're going to have so many people in like level zero, yeah. Um, if, if you want your group to be at a high level or become at a high level, you can't just give a free pass to people that start from zero, knowing nothing about nothing. You almost want to send them to this like intro 15 minutes ago. Okay, let me explain to you what accounting is and what it involves, and who the players are, who the stakeholders, what's the software that's out there. You got to come in with those bare minimums because then those people kind of drag the community down. Now, I don't want to put them down. It all depends on what type of community you want to have. You want to have the community that helps people from zero discover the world of accounting, or you want the people that have done their diligence discover how to master their craft. And you, and you, you have to identify your group as such, which is why we renamed our group to QB Power User, because we only want to deal with power users. Like if you're a beginner, go, go find another group because the folks that are the moderators of, of this community, they're all at a very advanced level and they want to answer I mean, they want to be challenged, right? So that's that's the, that's that's how QB Power Hour became a Facebook group and kind of what it is now. And I wanted to throw a couple of ideas out there for you. I agree, Hector, and I'll chime in. That's kind of why I, I realized I needed to put articles online because, you know, going back to the question, what's a common thing? Probably early on, a lot of a common question was like, how do I get started? And so those were the first two articles I wrote were how to get started if you have experience, then how to get started if you don't have experience. And I, um, you know, kind of created these 
mega posts. Um, and so right now, since the group is still kind of small and still kind of new, I'm the only one that's saying, oh, you know, here's how to use, you know, here, here's, here's how to get started. And I'll link to my articles now. So at least I'm not having to explain more than one sentence of here's the article. Um, but I, I don't spend, I mean, I don't spend much time on this at all. So um, I, I don't have quite the, the hub that you're able to create, but ideally that's, that's kind of where I'm going and I can see what you're saying and, and that's wise, wise advice. And I'm trying to, trying to get there. And then the first time someone else in the group shares one of my articles, I'll, it'll be great. <laughs> it, it will happen. It will happen as long as you encourage it. Like you have to kind of lead the charge there. So unfortunately, after a while, communities sort of self-generate, self-build. But at the beginning, there needs to be that fearless, sleepless leader or leaders mm -hmm. that kind of, that, like, that started. Like, you know, Michael, Andrew, and I, we don't get any money from this. We, <laughs> we, we have to cancel all of our date nights oh, yeah. for this. <laughs> I mean, we happen to enjoy it. We happen to become really great friends. Um, you know, there, there's, there's some, there's a lot of holistic, awesome things about building and creating a community together, but, but there has to be someone that's willing to sacrifice a lot and take all the blows and do all the work. And then at some point the community will kind of self-build, you know, people, people now call us proactively and say, Hey, I would love to be in your, in your podcast. You know, it's very easy for us to get guests from the group that we know. You know, we take a break. So it's, it's, it's getting little by little, it's less and less effort from a mm. single unit or group and the community runs itself, but you have to set the standard and you have to create uh, minimum requirements that you have to have certain rules. Like in our group, anybody that advertises anything gets booted automatically. And I'll wait for them to, to, to message me and ask why I would, I don't even give a warning. Like if you, you post a link to something that's quasi Celsius, you're out. You know, so, so you have to kind of set rules because people will abuse it or, or, or backhandedly try to use it for their own, their own benefit, you know, that, that sort of thing. I, I agree. So why are, so tell me about this Facebook live. I mean, I guess this Friday night lights or what's it called? Friday, not Friday night lights. Uh, <laughs> I'll let Michael, Michael's the leader here. So I'll let him. <laughs> so right, yeah. Yeah, is, this a, is this a Facebook group? Is this a podcast? Is this, are you, do you have, this is this, fans? Is, this is a this is a conversation i guess and, and it's it started with hector <laughs> exactly, with hector in the last fall this past fall just wanting to talk on facebook with me like we just started talking on facebook and then he was inviting a few other people and then we were like hey you know this could be a thing and um and really hector and i we were night owls on the weekends and we were, we happened to be up and we said, let's just, let's talk. Let's talk to our friends on Facebook. Um, and we thought we'd make it a thing and in, in, include our friend, Andrew Wall. We wanted to include the Canadian because the Canadian um, accounting and cloud accounting and Intuit world is, 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 is fairly large and active as well. And so we started doing this in January more formally. And then we just about a month or two ago put, created a Facebook page. Um, so we have a Facebook page. And we, you know, we use Zoom to to broadcast this a conversation on on Friday night, and it's late. It really is Friday night, um, and it's live. It's not pre-recorded right I now. I know. I had you know? to take a nap. <laughs> you got to take a nap to do it, you know. And so, so, to what end? To what end? Why? Why are you? 
why are y'all three doing this every Friday night? What's where, where is this going to be in a year? Is this going to help? We, yeah, no, I think we, I, I think at the end of the day, Andrew, Hector and I love to talk to each other. First of all, that was like, just, we wanted to talk, but can, yeah, can Andrew, give, Andrew, Hector, give, maybe you yeah, give some give thoughts. An yeah. Can I give an answer to that? Yeah. I, I think the the conversation about to what end is what stops people from doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I think Andrew, Michael and I do this knowing that this could be a big nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm talking about from a commercial productive right. perspective. It's, it's not, not nothing, you know, like I look forward to talking to, to, to these guys and guests and, 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 and being connected. So I think part of it, Kate, do you go to accounting conferences at all? Or have you been no. to any? Okay. No. So, yeah. All right. So let me tell, okay. It's, let me explain <laughs> this to you. Right. So, so in November, you're going to, you're going to, what you're going to drop, whatever, anything else you had, and you're going to go to QB connect. Okay. And you're going to try to talk to everybody and you're going to network. And when okay. you leave quick, QuickBooks connect, there's going to be a huge void in your life. <laughs> right. And, and, and it'll just be another 11 months until the next QB connect. Right. So the uh, same thing with, with other conferences, but, but, but I think that one in particular, especially if you're a QuickBooks head, like, like we are, all three of us are QuickBooks people. So what happens is that, that void can only be filled by talking to other nerds of the like. But when we go out, when I go out like locally to talk to people, no one understands me. No one thinks my jokes are funny. No one understands the pain that I go through and all these, and these guys get it. And, and, and the other people that we bring in, they get it. So like, you know, I tell my wife about some quirky thing I found out in QuickBooks today and it's like <laughs> crickets. Actually, do I have a cricket sound effect? I don't, but <laughs> I should have had a cricket sound effect. So, so this is a place where you can sort of let out some of, some of the, I mean, not just this, anywhere, like communities as a whole, where you can, where you can let out something interesting or some questions, some burning question, and you get feedback, somebody else answers. And that's just a high level of satisfaction there. So that to, to, so if, if you start with the end is just to feel that you're part of something and, and maybe get some interesting answers about the way you would do things in business, somebody's second opinion. If you, if you start with that and, and, you, and you go with your heart, in, 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 you know, with your mind made that this is all about what you're going to get out of it personally as a leader of it, then it becomes something big. And then mm. that other big could be something else. You know, like I, today, I extract a lot of my community. Like if I come out with a webinar and I sell it for a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, and I email my 10,000 people that have followed me for five years, 10 people buy it, 20 people buy it, 15 <laughs> people buy it, right? So that's, that's a real reality. Once you build an audience and people follow you because you were the fearless leader and you worked hard and you, and you hustle, not a side hustle, but a hustle hustle, yeah. people will repay you back by buying your products, whether they do it or not. I have so many people sign up for my webinars, they don't even show up. They're like, support Hector. You know, so, <laughs> so, 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 so start with, hey, this is to build a community, to connect with like-minded people, to help people, and then eventually it comes back. That, that's, that's the way I like to answer that question because again, so many people get stuck with, I don't know what the profit motive is, so I shouldn't do this, or it's just not like, when, when a big thing comes in, comes in, like Michael had to learn how to, how to create a podcast. He spent three hours, like he had to go here, do that. He had to research, read stuff. You know, in the moment, if he was thinking, hey, I could be doing client work, I could be getting paid. 
if he was thinking that, he would have stopped and he would have done the podcast. But now that's another skill. And now he knows how to do Facebook groups. He knows how to do podcasts, all of us. So that's the thing. It's, you know, forget about the end. Just, Just do the right thing. Help people be involved and people will gravitate towards you. And then the commercial implications come after. Yeah. I think you also have to be prepared to pivot, right? Because you never know where it's going to go. And I think if you're hyper-focused on only one specific destination, that can prevent you from taking the appropriate pivots when necessary and adapting and and um, trying new things. And so I, I think there's something to be said about having goals and agendas, but also having that that fluidness, that flexibility and knowing that, you know, this is an experiment. We're trying things out we're having fun and i think for like you, you put it so well Hector. like we just enjoy hanging out with each other because it's so hard to find other nerds like us who just <laughs> enjoy talking about accounting at 11 30 at night on friday when everyone else is out having beers and hanging out with their friends um so i think yeah for me i hector said it as well as anyone could um but it's about taking that community whether it's from QuickBooks Connect or, um, you know, um, any other live in-person event and continuing it on and and keeping that conversation going and hanging out with friends that otherwise we wouldn't be able to see and hang out with because they're all around the world. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Yeah, no, I've, I've learned a ton. One of the things I learned is, is how, um, is that we have on average 15 to 20 other nerds that actually watch us live, maybe even 30 that actually watch us live this late at night and comment. And the engagement on the conversation is pretty high, which is really cool. And you can, we can see who's part of this kind of um, community. That's not, that's still in the conversation, even though they're not on the conversation, you know, by video, they're in the conversation because they're in the, because they're in the conversation, the comments. And then, um, so that's been really, really cool. And just the opportunity to talk about and bring up these topics and to really think through, uh, implications about the changes happening in the, in the, in the, um, the future. And it's kind of going full, full circle because these changes that are happening, the, the gig economy, the Uberization of things, the on-demand nature of where bookkeeping's going, um, all affects and actually contributes to a bigger height self hustle opportunity side hustle opportunity for a lot more people in the world. Um, and what you've tapped into Kate, I think in your group is this kind of a, a, a small representation of what's happening in the larger economy of the ability to side hustle and the reality that a lot of people actually, a lot of people in the future may not actually work a dedicated job. They may be doing multiple side hustles, and to group together an income for themselves or their family um, or to, like you said, to, to join the fire movement and to get financial freedom um, on their own by doing these side hustles. So it's, it's really interesting um, to think about. Now, that. Michael, with, with this whole QuickBooks life thing that we've been talking about for a while and, and we had Rich Priest on who, who said, you know, you'll be able to do this in your underwear from your house, <laughs> laptop kit. Um, and, and we also internally talked about, well, what, what, what are they going to pay these people? Because if they're going to charge $400 a month, uh, you know, to their customers, you know, what are they going to pay some of the you know, QuickBooks Live contractors or employees, whatever they're going to be? It'll get to a point where just like Uber, 
it will it will create a brand new demand of labor mm -hmm. force. Mm -hmm. So because I think that the experienced folks, I just don't see them in the short term jumping the gun into QuickBooks Live. Right. You know, like I, it's just economically once it won't make sense. So there will be a lot of possibly newer folks getting into it. And the, and, and and Kate, where you're at right now with the whole side hustle, even with the terminology, you you're gonna get an influx of people that you know just got hired to work in QuickBooks Live or they're trying to apply to work for QuickBooks Live because they're gonna they announced they're going to hire 500 people Yeah. by the end of the year, 500 people. You know, I've been looking for a bookkeeper in all of Miami for like six months. <laughs> How are they going to find 500 people? <laughs> you know, it's, you know, you know and, and I have a huge community and I know a lot of people. So, so imagine that. So I think there's going to be an influx of people just looking this <clears> up <throat> and, and seeing my only problem generally, Kate, and I think it's a good idea that you use the side hustle comment just because it's, it's a new thing. My problem is people that get into this for the wrong reasons, because the quick book and the side hustle. And, and, and I think this should be serious business. So I just want to throw it out there that I, I'm quasi worried about the influx of people that don't know anything about anything. And they read somewhere or they bought some program that said, you know, you have no experience, you can make money too doing accounting. That's the one, one thing that worries me in general. And I, I, I try to make a big point of saying that, that like, th this isn't, this isn't data entry, this you need to, like not, on the, how to get started without experience article. My very first like point is you have to learn accounting. Mm. And I, I think I connect to the Wikipedia article that talks about how accounting is like millennia old and like <laughs> all these ancient civilizations were doing accounting. And, you know, and then I talk about how, modern day, you know, it takes people five years of college to get their CP. Like this is, this isn't, um, this isn't mowing lawns, right? Like that my, that I'm going to eventually get to my like nine-year-old whenever he's, I feel like he's safe enough. Um, this is a, a legitimate skill that takes long, 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 long time to learn. Um, and so I, I do, from my perspective, Hector, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to prevent the people who don't know what they're doing from this, you know, trying to go if they want, but they were probably going to go in anyway and make a mess. Um, but my personal position is you need to, you need to learn this industry. Like you need to learn this um, profession. It's a profession. You don't have to make it, uh, you know, 40 to 60 hour a week job. You can do this profession on the side and that's what I'm doing and I think I'm I'm smart and I, I know this stuff um I I'm not I'm not as good as y'all guys but I know how to get answers you know when I don't know I'm not mm -hmm. afraid to, I'm not afraid to say I don't know I also make sure my you know I'm, I'm not embarrassed to tell my clients when I don't know something either and I'll say mm -hmm. like let, let me get back to you like I'm I'm potentially onboarding a, a C corp right now it's going to be my first one um and I know that's going to be i'm gonna have questions about that i don't think it's you know it's not something completely new i'm just gonna have to dig a little bit little bit um for their specific requirements so um yeah i i don't want i i, I feel your pain and i i do think that but i don't think i'm like i'm not gonna take like the full weight of guilt for all the bad bookkeeping that might happen from side hustlers um because i think they were yeah. they were gonna happen anyway and there are people right. who have five-year accounting degrees who like slept and some, you know, I don't know, they don't, they still don't know what they're doing. Um, so that's totally true. 
That's or they're totally bad at, or they're bad at the software. You know, I mean, if they were doing accounting a hundred years ago in a book, they'd be great, but ask them to like do it on a computer and they don't know, you know, they're not, they're not willing to learn the software and watch Hector's awesome YouTube channel. <laughs> learn. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a problem. I don't think the problem's going to go away. Um, maybe it'll get exacerbated, but hopefully they'll get sort of smacked down quickly, I guess. And, you know, with the QuickBooks Live people, they're going to have to, they're going to have to vet those people well, or the program's going to crash, you know? Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the, um, you know, H&R Block just bought Wave Apps, Wave Apps out, out of Canada, out of Toronto. Wave Apps also offer, offer live, live bookkeeping. It'll be interesting to see if like how Uber has done where they've brought in a whole new supply of drivers into the world, right? People who never thought they'd ever be at something like a taxi driver in their life all of a sudden becomes a taxi driver. It'll be interesting to see if it actually drives supply of booking professionals or if the skill set is actually hard enough to learn and not quick enough to learn that there's actually still, even though it might increase the supply, it's still not enough, you know, and that's where I think about a wave, a wave apps or a QuickBooks live going. I don't know if there's enough people out there that want to learn the skill, you know, that's what I think through. Or if, if maybe these companies will make it really easy for them to learn the skill or easier. Um, but that's where I, I think through it's like, um, and, and then on the other hand, even if they did find 500 or a thousand or 2000, let's say certified bookkeepers to work for them. And they each handle 20 clients, each 30 clients, each that's still only a hundred thousand, 200,000 clients. There's millions of companies on these software platforms, millions of companies that you can serve. And as Kate mentioned, you know, Kate has a handful of clients, right? Um, Hector has a lot more. Andrew has a lot more. I have a lot more. Even between the, the circle of us, we all have these you know, firms and we're all working and we're a small little tiny percentage of the millions and millions and millions and millions. So I was just talking to somebody today about that. It's like with the abundance mentality, because the cloud, cloud software and accounting and people migrating kind of is growing so fast, we could all be doing very well and still be a little tiny blip of the whole industry. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see if more, you know, if more people come on board, if there is more supply of bookkeepers and um, and if the competition for talent is going to be there or not for our firms. It's already challenging enough, as Hector said. <laughs> He's been looking for six months. Um, I, I don't know where you're looking, Hector, but <laughs> that's a long time. So um, it's a... Uh, Great, do you yeah. need some do you need someone in your office Hector? You should look for a military spouse if not because I think that's so that that that's my story. I'm like, looking for someone in my office. It's, it's why it's so specific. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um anyway, for for the for the people for the QuickBooks Live and the Wave apps and stuff, I think the 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 educated community who for some reason can't stay put mm -hmm. is um It's pretty big. It, it's it's big and and it's um i don't know i mean i've had my you know days of being really frustrated with the military and i, I feel i just feel blessed right now that I, I finally like okay like i'm gonna i'm gonna accept what 
you know, accept my givens, as I, as my economics teacher would say, like, this is my given, like, this is who I married. Um, this is how we feel about raising children. Um, okay, so within these parameters, what can I do? Because um, I was trying to do something that wasn't really working with those through those parameters. Um, and, you know, I, I, I ended up not keeping those, I lost, you know, I had to stop two, two different jobs. Um, that it was like, it was heartbreaking for me. Um, and so now I'm like, okay, maybe I've, you know, I've, I've, I've found the happy medium of um, not having to be like bitter because I have, don't have control over my life and, or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a talent pool there, I think of, and a lot of people, even, even not, not like being forced to move, they just don't want to, they don't want to have to be tied to a specific spot. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think that this is one thing that's really interesting is you talk about military wives um, and the opportunity that this technology and the ability to work anywhere is, is really helping. Um, and I guess it's really helping a lot of any, you know, single moms, stay-at-home moms of any sort all across the world. And, and I think one of the other things too is groups like yours, groups like um, QBO and Quinty, QBHQ, uh, you know, QB Power Hour, Seth's groups, Brad's groups, all these groups are actually enabling these people to get that support and that help that they would, you know, sometimes need to get at a real office mm. and go in and, and get that training and education, be able to walk down the hall and ask their boss, ask their colleague, how do I deal with this? Um, which, which we've all, every one of us has come across a situation that they need help with. Um, and if you tell me you haven't come across that problem, you're a liar. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone, everyone needs that help and that support. Um, and I think it's amazing right now that we have communities like yours that are willing to put in that time, donate that time, give it back to the community to, to be able to provide that support or, or at least that forum where other people can provide that support. And I think that that's something that's, that is really unique um, about our community is because so many people have this abundance mentality, like Michael was talking about. We don't feel threatened by helping our peers to elevate and do better and be more successful. And that's why I love, again, these Friday Night Lives. I love this community. And you know, it's only been three or four years that I've been in this community and I'm still infatuated with it. I'm puppy dog in love with this community because of the way we all support each other. Um, and the way people like you, Kate, have put the extra time and energy to give back to this community to help people uh, to grow and succeed. And I think without people like you, there'd be a lot of stay-at-home moms, um, people who would struggle mm -hmm. with being able to support their families, be able to support their kids, be able to take on opportunities that they now can, thanks to people like you. So a big thank you yeah, to you, Kate, for, for doing that. I like to... I liked try to be nice as, as much as possible and i i i want to say you know hector's group i mean that is your what you're saying andrew is is exactly what i needed because you know i decided to do this i got my first client and i am certain like if i went back to hector's group threads from 2017 i would have been like what do i do for mine was a real estate accounting uh, <laughs> a real estate flipper um and i know i had and I asked the question in Hector's group this very week. Um, like I said, I'm trying to 
potentially onboarding a C, C, my first C Corp. And I had a couple questions about that. And I did use the search bar, Hector. There wasn't a lot of C Corp answers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I even searched your YouTube channel and you don't, I didn't find any C Corp videos either. So um, I did my due diligence and then asked and I got some great help. And I, I mean, I would have had to run. Like I would have just been, I don't have a teacher. I don't have a boss. Um, I'm out. Um, um, but I don't have to be, and I can, I can let this potential client know that I'm going to, um, you know, great. Tell me about your business. Let me get back to you. I got a few things I got to research, but let's, we're going to stay in touch. And she likes me. And I think it might work out because of, I'm getting the support that I need. That's great. Well, that's great. Well, guys, we're, we're ending, we're at the end of our time and, uh, want to make sure Kate gets to go to bed. So, um, <laughs> I can- can yeah. I end, can I finish yes. your word? I'm gonna end it with one button, okay? Yes. No, no, just finish. Finish. Oh, what yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. This is great. I was gonna say, no, this has been great, Kate. Thanks for joining and and just giving us some insights and keep doing what you're doing. We'll be there rooting for you. We'll have you back on. We'll have you back on um, in another year when your groups have over five thousand people and exactly. you're, you're like a side hustler thought leader, which would be, which would cool. be. Cool. Awesome. I know. Yeah. <laughs> which is Absolutely. awesome. But yeah, great to talk to you guys tonight. And, and Hector, we're going to have to take advantage of that soundboard more often. Uh, right. on the, the we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. There you go. <laughs> At the risk of getting flagged for copyright. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes exactly. Well, good night, guys. We'll talk good night, soon. Everyone. Bye.